Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Great to see everybody. It's going to be a great day today. And all of you that we're not seeing right now, we love you so much. Every leader who is listening to this right now, not only in Antigua, but also in Dallas, we love you tremendously. Uh, I am so thankful that we all get to be on this journey together. I really, really am uh, to thank God. Uh, called us, saved us, picked us uh, to serve and love his sons and daughters is absolutely wonderful. Uh, to everyone who is listening to this, understand we see you as a leader. Uh, so, uh, and that's how, even more importantly, God sees you. Uh, so, just want to make sure you keep seeing yourself that way uh, as, as well. Now, we have, uh, we share stories each week, and I'd like to just for a moment, if we have. Maybe one or two stories to share real fast. Molly's got one. Molly, come on up here. Share a story of a change life. Hello, everyone. Hey. Oh, myself. This is a story from our North Dallas campus Bible study. Yes. So a few weeks ago before our last Bible study, I got an email from Gabby and Casey to respond to a voicemail of a girl who had called our church to ask about it. And so I called her back and we started talking and she just immediately told me her whole life story. So what happened was she um, moved to Dallas after college, was living like this awesome downtown Dallas life, like living the dream, but she couldn't find a church home. She kept trying and trying and everywhere she went, she felt unseen, unloved, no one would reach out to her. She felt like she just breezed in and breezed out. Fast forward a few months, she never found a church home, so just kind of got out of the church life, and she got in a horrible car accident and had to move to her parents' home in Plano. Wow. When she moved back to Plano, um, she just felt lost. She was like, had to be in a wheelchair, like it was just a really oh devastating gosh. accident. Wow. It's terrible, and someone told her about Shoreline City. Mm-hmm. So she calls a few weeks ago, and not one, not two, but three people return her voicemail. She said she eventually was like, I'm at work, I can't answer anymore. <laughs> But she ended up coming to the North Dallas. She was like, I couldn't even make it through the front door without people stopping me. People who didn't even know that that was her, that she was the voicemail girl. And um, now we've been talking on the phone a few times, and we're going to get together. She's so excited, and she just she's so open and fresh, and she just can't believe this is real, like what God, what God used in her life to bring her to a church home. So it's so Uno mas, uno mas. Come on up here. Ryan Shotwell with the long, flowing hair, who we love tremendously. I didn't brush it. Sorry, guys. Hello, everyone. Hello, Antigua. Um, So, one of my best friends, Chris, he's a uh, former recon marine, worked for, he calls it a letter agency. Uh, For a while, you can interpret that. Um, We call it, like, tip of the spear. Like, he is... Don't want to be locked in a room with him, basically. <laughs> he works out with Andrew and a group of guys uh, in the morning with us in my garage gym. <clears throat> um, and I was always asking Andrew, like, hey, how do I, like, invite this guy to church? Like, I really feel like God's working through him, but don't want to be, like, super press, pressing. And Andrew's like, he'll, like, let him come. Like, he'll, he'll ask. So, like, maybe two months goes on, and he finally, like, sends me a text, like, hey, can I go to Shoreline with you guys? And we just, like, almost started crying, like, yes, like, what do you need? Like, you want to ride with us? You want to, like, go to brunch after? Like, what it is? Um, Flashback, like, maybe a week before that, 
Chris went and shoots this video where Chris is like talking about this PTSD and how, you know, like he struggled through that and it's this whole big story. And we were just like, man, like there's so much God in this guy. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, so then that's a week later, he sends that text and he comes to Shoreline and it was the unlocked uh, series that I think Pastor Ben and he heard that and we went to brunch after and he was just like, I can't, oh, first of all, he raised his hand. And gave his hand. <laughs> um, yeah. So we went to brunch and he's like, man, I, I've been locked in this, like, I'm an operator. I have to act a certain way. I did all this stuff and I can't believe I did all this stuff. And he was like, it doesn't matter. God has a path for me now and God has my heart. Uh, <laughs> and he, he's come every week and. I don't think he knows that you don't have to raise your hand every week, but he like raises both his hands every week. So yeah, that's it. What an amazing story. So again, everybody who's listening to this, thank you so much for being on this journey. All the prayers, the team is praying. It's beautiful. Hey, uh, today we're going to have a little leadership uh, time like we always have each week. Uh, the camera, just so you know, for Antigua is actually right here. So we don't have to look over there. It's right here. Love you, Antigua. It's like you're sitting in the chair in front of me. And I love that tremendously. Uh, but let's get your Bibles open and your notepads ready or your phones out. Uh, Be- Pastor Ben Stokes, Bishop Ben Stokes. Is gonna come here, Ben. I appreciate you sharing today. Hello, Shoreline. How's everybody doing? Everybody who's listening online, we love you so much. But first of all, I want to give it up to our pastors. Thank you again. We tell you all the time, but we can't tell you enough. Thank you again for your yes and for you constantly being patient with all of us and all of our mess ups and continuing to stir us to be better leaders. So thank you so much for not giving up on me, at least. On me. Uh, but um, if you got your Bibles, we're going to read a we're going to read John five and we'll start in verse one. John five. Verse 1, I was reading this passage this morning, and a few things stuck out to me. And it says, Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 30 years. Eight years. When Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am trying to get there, someone else always gets in ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. A few things that stuck out to me. Number one, when Jesus has showed up, he immediately saw the man. This has really nothing to do with what I'm talking about today, but I just want you to know that he sees every single one of you. Uh, He knows how long you've been in the grind. He knows how long you've been saved. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He sees you and he knows you. And the next thing that really stuck out to me was uh, Jesus asked him if he wants to get well. There's a difference when you ask somebody and kind of give them that authority to make that decision versus him just saying, hey, just get up. 
And I thought us, as we are raising up leaders, we're not just handing tasks to people. Because if all we are doing is giving tasks to people, then all we are really doing is creating a bunch of followers. But instead, if you give someone the authority to make the decision... These people are going to grow up to be leaders who can make decisions. So we're not saying, hey, leaders, just go do whatever you want to do and make a bunch of decisions. No, but you can say to that individual, hey, what do you think about this? How would you do this? And then you're able to shape and mold whatever way they are responding back. That's just a free little side uh, leadership nugget. Uh, But another thing that stuck out to me. We're getting ready for connect groups next week, lunch. And his response was, I have no one. I have no one. And I'm just thinking, we just heard from Brian, how many Chris's out there that feel like they have no one, but thank the Lord, he has someone who could stand there beside them. And I just started thinking about this paralyzed man who had been laying there for 38 years, all of the people that he actually surrounded himself with. The only people he surrounded himself with were paralyzed and people who were making excuses. So his response... Is, is what he was hearing all the time. It is so vital and so important for every single person that's listening to this podcast that you surround yourself with individuals who are actually walking. I was thinking about the man who is paralyzed, who the four men picked him up. He wasn't sitting around with a bunch of paralyzed men. He was actually sitting around four individuals who were actually walking. What if we had some people in our lives who were actually walking when we were laying? That's the kind of stuff that we need in our hearts. These are the people that we want to surround ourselves and encourage us whenever we feel like we've been laying on a mat all day. When we feel like our calling is not there. When we feel like our dream is dead. If we had four people to pick us up. And carry us and lead us and show us that would put us in the presence of Jesus Christ. But here, but I want to finish. I want to finish this. Uh, It says uh, he was waiting for the waters to be stirred. He was waiting for this moment. But the moment he was waiting for was not the moment he was created for. That wasn't the moment. He had been waiting there for 38 years. And Jesus now shows up in his life and says, hey, would you do this? And again, he's just making all kinds of excuses. Well, I don't have no one. I have no one. Every single person jumps up in front of me. And Jesus just immediately looks at him and says, would you get up and walk? And I just want to encourage all of you. Some of you are waiting for this special moment. And that is not the moment that God has designed for you. The moment that God has designed for you is a life giving where you are planted in a church using your gifts. So I feel like some of you have been laying on a mat for a very long time waiting for this special moment. And Jesus saying, would you get up and would you walk today? Would you get up and use your gift today? Would you get up and surround yourself with people? Would you get up and surround yourself with healthy marriages instead of surrounding yourself with marriages full of divorce? Would you get up and walk 
Today, the moment that you were created for is a moment being planted in a church, a moment where your gifts are being used, a moment. This is the moment that you've been created for. This is what we are designed to do, church. So get yourself around community where they're surrounding you, loving you, and let's do this. Love you so much. We're in the season of mobilize. Let's go. Serve team, we love you. Thank you so much for using your gifts and your talents to make it honor as it is in heaven. We pray that today's talk has pushed you forward in your development as a leader. You are loved, you're valued, and you're believed in. Can't wait to see you on Sunday or in one of our connect groups.